Amen. The next three weeks at the well, we're going to be talking vision. Big picture. We do this from time to time, but the start of the year, obviously, is a particularly good time. This week, vision and mission of the well. Welcome to week one of New to the Well, everyone, which is our membership group. With some contextualized adjustments, of course. Next week, we've asked Amy Roselle to speak. Amy works for Crew, which is a college ministry, a fantastic college ministry. She's the international training coordinator for Crew. She trains teams from around the world, particularly in working cross-culturally. So in light of all that's happened in recent months, we've asked Amy, come and train us. The same training that you use with all these teams around the world, give it to us. Specifically, she'll be speaking on, for the Christian, why does justice matter? From a theologically robust perspective, why does justice matter? Get ready. It's going to be so good. I've heard the rough draft. We're in for a treat next week. Don't miss it. The following week, the 24th, we'll do what's called a family meeting. We do this annually. It's actually part of our governing documents that we must do one, where we just talk nuts and bolts, budget, encouragements, planning. The first part of the service on the 24th will be streamed. Sorry, I haven't let the staff know this. Sorry, Michael, this is the first you're hearing of this. We just decided it Friday. The first part of the service, the worship, will stream, but then we will cut the stream, and it will only be for the people in the room and or people on Zoom. So if you are a well member and would like to participate in the family meeting but can't come in person, email me. We'll send you the Zoom link, and then we'll Zoom it out. We're going to privatize it a little bit because we're going to be talking family business. Don't worry, nothing crazy, nothing drastic, nothing to scare, budget, numbers, planning, that kind of stuff. So that's our plan for the next three weeks, so three weeks of vision, big picture. Today, the vision and mission of the well, and I would be beating a dead horse by saying that the past year for our church has been difficult. The pandemic, of course, racial tension, political tension, which came to that unprecedented crescendo on Wednesday in Washington, and throwing gas on an already hot fire, the unwise and unhealthy use of social media. This has resulted in some people leaving our church. Not a lot, but some. For some We as a church have said too much. We've gone too far. Even that prayer I prayed was a step too far for some. For others, we haven't said enough. And this has resulted in some leaving. Mark Dever, a pastor, two pastors, who pastors in Washington, D.C., I heard him on a podcast saying that in 2020, more pastors will have quit than at any other time in his lifetime, and he's in his 60s. I would be lying if I said that there were not times this year that I have felt quite low. I think for many of us, this year has been hard. And yet, 
The vision and mission of the Well Community Church has not changed. Because we believe that the vision and mission of this church is consistent with what the Bible says a local church should be and do. And therefore, who we are has not been fundamentally redirected. Remember, the first Christian church, that first community that bore the name church was birthed in opposition and difficulty and adversaries. So if we, as the Well Community Church, stay close to Scripture, we will stay in the race. Sorry, we'll clutter it up here. So what is the vision then that Scripture gives for a local church that is therefore the vision of the Well Community Church that has not been redirected because of the difficulty of 2020? What is the end goal of our congregation? To use business language, what is that audacious goal that is above everything? What is the one thing that defines success or failure for us? We sum it up by saying it is God and the gospel, period. We are captivated by Psalms 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations. His marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Brothers and sisters, we are captivated by God. And if the well is singularly defined by anything else than the majesty of God, we have failed. We are captivated by 1 Corinthians 15. One to five. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and which you stand and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word that I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. 
that Christ died for your sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. All the things that Paul has to do, deal with in the book of Corinth, all the things that the Corinthian church is struggling with, and yet as the book comes to a close, he brings them back to what is, in his words, first importance. Jesus died. Jesus was buried, and Jesus rose, according to the Scriptures. The end goal of the Well Community Church, how we define our success or failure, if you will, is God and the gospel. If this community embodies that, lives that, reflects that, and shares that, we've done our job, whether we are 5,000 or 10 people. An example, an example we often use in our membership group, New to the Well, you're in line at your favorite coffee shop. You run into an old friend you haven't seen for a long time. You exchange the customary pleasantries, and the subject of church comes up. They ask which church you're a part of. And you say, well, friend, among the many awesome, godly, Christ-exalting churches in this great city, I am a part of the Well Community Church. And they quiz you a bit. Do they care about world missions? Is there diversity culturally, ethnically, and politically? Do they care about justice? Do they care for the poor and vulnerable and marginalized? Is there good worship and strong preaching? Is there a strong sense of community? And you could answer, hopefully, most or all of your friends' probing questions in the affirmative. Yes, we do or have those things. But you say, but you say, as good, dear friend, as an important as all that stuff is, if that's all we are, I don't think you should come. Because you can have all of those things and miss the point entirely. No, you say to your friend, the reason you should come to the Well Community Church is because fundamentally we are about God and we are about the gospel. The life, the teaching, the death, the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, the promised Messiah of all nations. And all that other stuff, as good and as important as it is, finds its source in and power from God and the gospel. This, you say to your friend, is why you should come. The end goal of the Wealth Community Church is God and the gospel. Dear friends, I say this with love and kindness. I don't say this to unbelievers, those of you who are not walking with Jesus. Please keep coming, even if you fundamentally disagree with everything I say. Let's keep going. But for those of you who are following Jesus for years, you know Christ, you know the Bible. Dear friend, if God and the gospel is not your jam, this is not the church for you. That's our vision. I say that with gentleness, hopefully. Therefore, if God and the gospel is our all-encompassing vision, 
if that's what it looks like, if that's our big picture, what does it look like in practice? How do we therefore do that? Well, we've summed it up, and for years we have summed it up in three parts. We teach gospel truth. We join in gospel community, and we live on gospel mission. God and the gospel is our end goal. How we get there is truth and community and mission. Teaching gospel truth, that first point, Paul's words to Timothy are the Holy Spirit's words to us in 1 Timothy chapter 4. And listen to it. Put the well in place of Timothy because that is biblically appropriate and accurate and the point. 1 Timothy 4, verse 13. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, well, community church, to exhortation and to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. If you don't think doctrine is important, look at that. You will save both yourself and your hearers. Or 2 Timothy 4, chapter 1 to 5, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For, verse 3, very prevalent to today. The time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. A church, dear friends, that does not teach the scriptures consistently and accurately is not a church in the biblical sense. This is why when we gather every Sunday, we work through books of the Bible together. While not every sermon is good or memorable or entertaining or funny, trust me, this leaky faucet has preached a lot of stuff that should have never been preached I mean, the text should have been preached, but the content wasn't that great. I laid an egg. It happens again and again. However, to go through the scriptures again and again, week after week, sets the trajectory for who we are and what we are about. In the same way, you can wake up tomorrow morning and say, you're going to make all three of your meals for the next month Skittles. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a big handful of Skittles. My daughter and I did a would you rather around this. And you can choose to do that and then see where you're at in a month health-wise. Or you can choose to eat three responsible, healthy meals a day. And we'll see where you end up versus the person who eats Skittles. 
This is the difference between a church that chooses to center their gatherings around scripture and those who do not. This is why we have small groups, many of whom meet around a book study or a Bible study growing in the word together. This is why, well, church, that you pay me. According to 1 Timothy 5, 17 and 18, allowing this to be my job, that I have adequate time to study and pray so that when I speak, what I'm saying is historically, biblically accurate. As Justin reminded us in our elders meeting, the church is not some sort of hive mind where we tell you how to think and then we all think the same thing about everything. No, the church is a community where each week we open up the very words of God and hopefully through the work of the Holy Spirit, he allows, he shapes our multiple and varied opinions into what is consistent with his word. We teach truth. The second thing we do is we join in gospel community. Now, please note, hear me, particularly those on the, who are watching at home. This is different now because of the pandemic. We have some in our congregation who cannot come to this gathering, and it's killing them. They'd much rather be here in person than watch on a screen, but they can't. This terrible virus, they have to stay home until things change. And we cannot wait to see you when you do come. So please know what I'm about to say does not currently apply to you who cannot be here in the same way that it applies to those who can be here. In obedience to Hebrews 10.25, we regularly gather together. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. This is why we gather in Sunday, on Sunday. This is why we gather in small groups. I say this gently, but I believe correctly. If one is physically able to regularly gather with the church and chooses not to, they are disobeying what the Bible says. Church, friends, is about so much more than what is scheduled, what is planned. Last week, if you'll permit me to open my heart a little bit, I came to church discouraged and drained. I woke up after a week of vacation wanting to stay in bed, if I'm honest. But I came, and I got to talk to Rob and Sarah. I got to hear Sarah tell me what she was secretly planning for Rob's 38th birthday. I got to talk to Cole, hear about what's happening up at his job at Western Seminary, have him ask me about the residual effects of a health scare I went through seven years, eight years ago now. I got to see Gary Bradley as he said to me while laughing with his whole body, I told you so, I told you so, because the week prior he came up to me and said, you guys are hiring Karina, aren't you? But Karina was standing right behind him, and we hadn't announced it to you. So I said, well, Gary, you'll have to wait and see. He came up to me last week. I told you so. 
I got to talk to John Kaufman as he asked me for an update on how our brother Jeff Baldwin is doing. I got a hug from Jeff Eldridge, and we got to talk Packers like we always do. Go, Pack, go. I got to briefly catch up with Lindy, and we made a plan to connect in the coming weeks. I got to chat with Mike and Connie. You see, they too have a daughter who is engaged, and they're a few months ahead of me, so I got to listen and learn from them. None of these things were planned. None of these things were on the schedule. And yet it encouraged my soul. It fed my spirit. And I had strength to tackle the coming week. It is the God-ordained purpose of community. In a world that's hostile to God, in a physical body that's hostile to God, I need the weekly teaching from Scripture. I need to sing songs about God with the people of God. I need to see and be seen. Therefore, we join in gospel community. It's not a building the church is. It's not a meeting time. It's not a space we gather in. The church is the community of the redeemed gathered together to love God and love neighbor. We pursue our great glorious goal of God and the gospel by gathering in community. And thirdly, and finally, we live on gospel mission. In God's wisdom, the pandemic is producing some good things. But one of the potential negative outcomes is that we become more insular, more self-focused. Self-preservation subtly becomes our primary goal. But this is not what we were made for. Jesus said, if we try to save our life, we're going to lose it. We were made for mission. We were made to give ourselves for the name of our God and the good of others. Genesis 1, we were made to build, to create, to cultivate, to steward and take care of. Matthew 28, we were made to make disciples everywhere. James 1, we were made to love, care for, protect, and seek justice for the vulnerable and the marginalized. Ephesians 6, we're made to do everything with our full heart as if all our work is for Christ. We are made for mission. This mission of the well church happens corporately and it happens individually. It happens corporately as we send workers and teams around the world. It happens as we serve our neighbors through collective events like the Thanksgiving reach-in. It happens as we care for the vulnerable through things like Well Able, which is currently on hold. Hopefully, we'll start again soon when we can safely do so. We do this together collectively when we financially support the work of others who are doing great work in our city, like Portland Fellowship or Sanctuary Inn. We do this collectively when we highlight the work that others are doing in our city in hopes that well people will jump in and serve. Compassion Connect, Faithful Friends, First Image are some examples of that. But not only does this happen collectively and corporately, this mission happens individually. According to Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. One of church leadership's primary goals 
is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. American evangelicalism has been cursed with consumerism. People come to the gathering of the saints. What am I getting out of it? What are you doing? This is unbiblical. It's not so much what are we doing, but dear brothers, what are you doing? How are you stewarding the time and money and talents and giftings and educations and experience and vocations that the Lord has given you? If there's a need in our city, a need in our world, it's less about what the well church is going to do and more about what you are going to do, dear brother or dear sister. And how the well church can equip and support and pray and resource you as you fulfill gospel mission. This is the ethos of the well from the beginning. It's not about what the elders or church staff implement. It's about what the congregation is running with. Each of us with our particular set of gift, skills, experiences, responsibilities, and vocations. And limitations. Living on mission in this little patch of land the Lord has placed us in. By itself, it doesn't look like much. If I take stock of my own life, it's not that important. It's pretty unsexy. I'm not doing much, in my view, in the global work of the glory of Christ. But combined collectively with the labor of everyone in this room, a beautiful tapestry emerges of gospel mission. God in the gospel has gripped us, and it is to him and for that that we exist. Therefore, we teach the truth. We gather in community, and we live on mission. This is the vision and mission of the Well Community Church. Concluding thoughts. Firstly, we have not and are not doing this perfectly. Just, we don't claim to be doing so. Some areas that I just mentioned we're strong at. Other areas we're weak. Some seasons are better than others. This is our goal. This is what we are striving for. But it's far from perfect. Second thing to note, that we are doing this vision and mission with and as part of the broader body of Christ in Portland. One of the weird things about church culture is a subtle competition in comparison with other churches which leads to this veiled pride that we are the right ones and everyone else is wrong. God deliver us from such pride. We are one small part of a larger community of Christians in this city. We hope to encourage, complement, and assist other churches in this city. By God's grace, each church follows scripture. Each church follows the leading of the Holy Spirit in their context which will result in unique congregations with different emphases. And together, the church in Portland complements one another. The fourth Wednesday, of every, uh, fourth Wednesday of every month, I gather with a group of about 10 pastors, all of us theologically generally similar, though we would view some things differently. Canby Christian Church, Henson Baptist, Gresham Bible, Living Waters, among many others, Selwood Church. And we pray for one another. We hear about how things are happening. And the one thing I always leave those meetings with is humility. 
I leave there saying the well is a small part of some amazing churches in this city. The minute we think it's about us or because of us is the minute we can write our own eulogy. We are a weak people sustained by a strong God in community with other Christians. And lastly, all of this is empty talk without the empowering work of the Holy Spirit. Everything I just said cannot happen unless God in his grace does it. It's a work of grace made possible by him. We cannot do it. Only grace can make it happen. And so once again, well, Community Church, as 2021 dawns, we invite you to join us to get on the bus, as the phrase goes, or to use another analogy that we've often used, Kevin and I have used this, get on the ship. This is not a cruise liner where it's about vacations and comfort. This is not a water ski boat where it's about fast and fun. This is not a fishing vessel where it's about recreation and sport. This is not a dinghy where it's about a leisurely float that goes in no particular direction. This is not a kayak or canoe where it's just you and your best friend. This is not a pontoon where it's a party on the water. This is not a houseboat where you settle in and comfortably live. No, brothers and sisters, this is an aircraft carrier. Hopefully a loving and gentle one, but an aircraft carrier nonetheless, a community of people set apart for mission. Each of us with our God-ordained and God-assigned responsibility meant for the greater mission and the common good. Some of us stay on ship and man our station, and others of us are launched out into mission near and far. We invite you, well, family, in the midst of continued uncertainty and problems, with guaranteed frustration and difficulty, to join us as we live for our God and for his gospel, as we teach the truth, as we gather in community, and as we live on mission for the glory of our crucified and risen king. Amen? God, we submit all this to you. It cannot and will not happen apart from grace. Would you make it happen in our weakness? Be strong for the glory of your great name and the good of your people scattered throughout the globe. Amen.